Hello. Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is worthy. Hallelujah. God, we can't stop praising you. Hallelujah. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy of the glory. Worthy of the honor. Worthy of the praise. Worthy of the adoration. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We give you praise today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. We praise the Lord for the ministry of our praise and worship team. And we thank God for each one of them. Praise the Lord as they give themselves in worship to the Lord. Amen. So we're here we are once again this morning. Amen. To share with you the word of the Lord. Uh, we, we, we want you to know that, that we're planning on uh, resuming in-person worship on the first Sunday of April, which is Easter Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We have been uh, separate from each other in person uh, for a while now, and, and I just sense the leading of the Lord that it's time for us to come back together. So we're going to follow our protocols because we realize that the coronavirus is still but COVID-19 is still very present. Uh, many of us have been vaccinated. Some people have not. Uh, we're not even trusting the vaccine. We're trusting in the Lord. But it's just time. It's time for the body of Christ to, to come back together again. The Lord has been dealing with me about that for some time as I've been paying attention to what's going on around us and, and the devastation that's happening in a lot of people's lives because we don't have that in-person contact, uh, and this is so important. God created us to be together, and so worship is a very real part of that. As wonderful as technology is, and we thank God for all of the things that we've been able to do on technology, we will continue to, to do our live streaming, but we will come back together because there's nothing like coming together. All right, so this morning, from the scripture that was read in your hearing from 1 Samuel chapter 30, and I'm going to just read again a couple of these verses from um, uh, chapter 30, and I will read for you verses, uh, verses 8 and 9, and it says, praise the Lord, amen. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding band? Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. The scriptures in the old, I mean, in the King James, New King James says, you shall surely recover all. And then verses 17 through 19 and it reads, David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day, and none of them got away 
except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Malachites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. Amen. I want to use for a thought this morning, it's recovery time. It's recovery time. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this opportunity to stand in this holy place to proclaim your holy word. I pray now for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might minister under your anointing today, that I might minister in the strength and the wisdom of your anointing. Speak to me as I speak to your people. Speak to your people, Lord God. Release a fresh anointing upon us that yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed from our lives. We thank you for the day and the time that we're living in. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Have your way now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. It's recovery time. It's recovery time. I ended the message last Sunday uh, with the statement, regardless of what the devil says and does, he cannot reverse what God has done. Satan cannot curse what God has blessed. He cannot cancel what God has certified. We are sealed until the day of redemption. God has certified it. We are God's purchased possession, purchased by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, now that's a truth that's revealed in Scripture. And, but yet, yet even though we are, we, we, we are blood-bought, blood-washed sons and daughters of God, there are things that God has given to us that Satan has kidnapped and taken off. Maybe it's our own fault because of disobedience. Maybe it's because of our ignorance that we, were, that we may have been operating in. Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, uh, it's because of, 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 of immaturity. Maybe it's because of being distracted by other things uh, and failing to be as watchful as we should be or should have been. However, the fact remains that Satan has taken things from us. Amen. He has taken what is ours, and we need to get it back. Amen. We need to get it back. Now, we've heard messages like this before. I've even preached about this, and as I was uh, scrolling through Facebook the other day, I realized that on the first day of the year this year, I spoke to you from this, from this uh, passage of Scripture. But, but I want us to hear what the Lord is saying to us today. Amen. It's time for us to go after and take back what belongs to us. Amen. Whether it be our name, whether it be our integrity, whether it be our faith, whether it be our hope, our love, whether it be our family, or our children, our dreams, our aspiration, our finances, our, our ability to get finances, we simply can't stand by and allow the devil to keep what does not belong to him. Amen. Amen. 
Sometime last year in our ministers' conference calls, one of the themes that resonated in our conversations was the theme of reformation, the theme of reform. And, and yesterday I got a call uh, from, from Elder Brown, who, and she was talking about this and reminded me of this conversation. We began praying for God to bring reform to his church. Reform is change, amen? Reform deals with turning from the direction that we were going in to a new and a right direction. Reform is a form of taking back what the devil has stolen from the body of believers. And I'll talk about that in just a few moments. Amen. A little bit more in just a few, moment, a few moments. As we focus on the time being now, it's important that we don't lose focus, uh, 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 that we don't lose that push for reform. Amen. It's important, amen, that we begin to take back, even in the faith, what Satan has taken from us. Amen. It's tedious. Yes, it's tedious. Amen. It is technical, yet it is important for us. And you'll understand in a moment what I mean by tedious and technical. But it's important. Most people, well, I'll say a lot of people, will not notice the need for reform in the body of Christ. Amen. Because most people are just going along for the ride. Amen. Many people are religious. Many people are simply, simply looking for the loaves and the fishes. They're following Jesus. Uh, they're following Jesus for the trappings of religion, what they can get out of it. Amen. And this is the reason that the prosperity gospel took, caught on, took hold, amen, and prospers and flourishes even until today. And even the word of faith movement, Amen. Was easy, was an easy sell for a lot of people because, amen, it spoke to, to the desire in most people for an easy way out, an easy way out of their suffering or hardships. And it made also made them feel superior to other people. It's something in mankind that we like feeling better than other people. Amen. I remember, amen, uh, a particular situation. At a particular ministry, and 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 I caution us, I, I caution us about you know being 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 negative about other churches and other denominations, regardless of what our experiences may have been. Amen. As we mature in the Lord, we can't think that we're better than anybody else. I remember a particular situation where just going to that fellowship and being around those people, um, it, it, they, they carried the air and they talked to you as though they were better than everybody else. And that is not, that is not good. That's not God. God, God does not uh, want us to lift ourselves up above measure and think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Uh, all that we are is by the grace of Almighty God and nothing else, nothing else. Paul says, we're going to boast in anything. Boast, boast in the grace of Almighty God or boast in the Lord. But, but in those movements, we can see that the devil slithered in and stole from believers. Amen? As good as they may have, the, the original intent may have been, Amen. The devil slithered in and stole from believers. In the prosperity gospel, the devil has stolen the true word of the Lord, amen, from the church. Amen. There's a lot of tricks and gimmicks and schemes going on, amen, so that people can grow their ministries or so that people can get money. 
Amen. The gospel is not about getting money. Amen. The gospel is not about us making ourselves rich. And we have to be very, very careful that we don't that we don't continue to go in those directions because it is a trick of the enemy to undermine the faith. Even the Word of Faith movement, as good as it was on teaching faith, and we've learned a lot through the Word of Faith movement, amen, but Satan stole some truths from the church which was intended to give us a rounded view of God, amen, uh, and, 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 and a rounded view of things that happen in the world around us. God does allow bad things to happen, even though we may not want to see it, amen, but God allows bad things to happen in this world and in our lives. We need to know that, and we need to embrace that so that we can trust God in the good times and the bad times, amen, so we can see how Satan is slithering in and Satan is stolen from the body of Christ, amen, even when Israel way back, way, way, way back before Christianity was started, amen, before our day, before our time, we can see this happening in the history of Israel, amen, when they were taken captives in the, by, by the nation of Babylonian, Babylonia, and they, they continued uh, for a long time going from, from the uh, Babylonians to the Medo-Persians, amen, and, um, and then to Rome, amen, there arose in those days and in those times uh, traditions, uh, the Talmud and and the, the Mishnah, and, and maybe it started with the Targums, amen, uh, an attempt, the, 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 the Targums were an attempt to translate the Hebrew, uh, which had become incomprehensible to a lot of the, 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 the masses of the people to translate it into Aramaic, but it was verbal, amen, and as, they, as I was reading this and studying this, I, I kind of think about preaching uh, in, a, in a country where I don't speak the language, and if the translator does not have, know how to translate well and, 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 and try to explain things, they will get away from the original text. That happened, that happened with the Targums. And then with the, with the Mishnah, with the Talmud, there was the, there was the bringing in of different tradition. Amen? Um, and, and hence, we hear Jesus telling the scribes and Pharisees, amen, your, your, your traditions have nullified the word of God. Amen? Your traditions have made the word of God of no effect. When we hear that, when we in the English hear that, we just hear Jesus talk about traditions, but if we don't study and we don't understand what Jesus is talking about when he uses that terminology, we miss a great, a great, a vast amount of, of the teachings that tie into that to help us see where even back then they strayed away from the true word of God. Amen. And along with straying away from the true word of, of, of God, amen, genuine faith tends to slip. Amen. And when genuine faith has gone, real kingdom advancement is gone. So today, amen, if we're not careful, then we will grow our churches from other churches. We will be moving from ministry to ministry to ministry. We'll be trying to do things to pull people in from other churches, and we will forget, 
amen, the commission of the Lord Jesus Christ to go into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature so that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Amen. The Lord has still called us to go out and, and preach the gospel so that people can be saved and the kingdom advance. The kingdom is not advanced by trading members from church to church. Praise the Lord. Amen. But these traditions even went deeper than that. But that's just an example of how we've slipped away, how Satan has entered in and stolen so much even in the church or from the body of Christ. It's recovery time, saints. It's recovery time. Amen. As I was listening to the message on last Sunday, I, 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 the Lord began to speak to me about this. And actually, I sat down on last Sunday and just began to write. And the Lord began to speak to me about recovery time, recovery time. As I looked at this text, the Holy Spirit showed me some things. Look at it with me, if you will. The Bible says, the Bible says that, that the Amalekites basically kidnapped the wives, the sons, and the daughters of David and his men. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. Amen. Amen. So when I looked at that, the, the Amalekites kidnapped, kidnapping the wives, the sons, and the daughters of David and his men. Amen. And you think about you think about the joy that your wife brings to you. You think about the fulfillment that your children bring to you. You think about the seed that God has given you. You think about that seed that is intended, amen, to go from, uh, to, 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 to provide for your posterity, to go from generation to generation, amen. The devil stole that which gave them their fulfillment. The devil stole the fruit of the womb. The devil stole that which was intended for their extended blessings, their overflow, their generational blessings. Amen. The devil stole that from them. The devil kidnapped it. He kidnapped their wives, their sons, their daughters. Amen. Amen. The devil has stolen our seed. Amen. Some of us. Amen. Our seed that was intended to bring blessings in our lives, to bring fulfillment and fruitfulness beyond us. Amen. Still in wives, children, still in possessions. Don't look at it as just wives and children and possessions today. They may be included in it. Amen. But you got to see it as extended blessings. Amen. Overflow, uh, uh, flowing blessings, generational blessings. The devil intends to stop you in your generation. Amen. The devil intends to abort your ability to reproduce. The devil, oh, you got to hear the Lord today. There is, there, there is a spirit that's moving through this world today that is intended to abort, amen, our ability to reproduce. Hear that? Beyond your, your particular, your individual ability to reproduce, your, your, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, the devil wants to cut you off in your generation. That is not his right. That does not belong to him. And we need to go after what the devil has taken from us. Go, amen. Amen. Go after your ability 
to bring back generate to bring forth generational blessings. Go after your ability to bring back uh, uh, the, uh, the, the reproductive capacity. Amen. In your children and your grandchildren, don't let the devil have it. Don't let the devil have that which is intended to bring you fulfillment. Don't even let the devil undermine your faith. Satan has deceived so many people today. So many people today. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it leads to death. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can't change what God has done and intended and expect to get the same results. Chew on that. You can't change what God has done, what God has established, what God has created, what God has intended, and expect to get the same result. But see, the devil doesn't care about us getting the result that God wants. The devil wants to abort what God has done. The devil has always fought to against God and oppose God and tried to stop what God has done. And we're seeing this happen in the world today and people are turning against God. People are loving the created thing more than they love the creator. So yes, we preach God is love. Yes, God is love. But God is a God of righteousness and holiness. God is a God of wrath. And we can't change what God has done and then expect to get the same results. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God's plans, God's ways, God's purposes are always best. Always. You can't change it. And get, get and, and get God results. We like God results, but now we want to change things and we want to go in our, our, our own way. You won't get God results going your own way. Amen. That means that Satan is opposed to you. He's opposed to God, but you got to see him as being opposed to you. Amen. He is opposed to you. He is opposed to God. That is not right. God loves you. Satan does not love you. Amen. Oh, if eyes would come open about this. If eyes would just come open about this. People are confused. People are deceived. God loves you. God loves you. It's time for us to recover the things that Satan has stolen from us. It's time for parents, glory to God, to go to war for their children. It's time, it's time for children to go to war for their parents. It's time for the believers to go to war for the unbelievers. Time for us to recover. In this text, in the context, we see a pattern. We see a pattern that's worth noting in the pursuit to recover the things that the devil has stolen from us. Because if we don't start recovering, amen, if the body of Christ, if believers don't start recovering, we give Satan more ground. We give him more power in the lives of people in this world. If we don't start recovering, we can't agree with everything. We just can't. There's no way for us to love God and agree with everything. Amen? 
let's let's see. Let's see the pattern because if we're gonna if we're gonna recover, we need some direction. We need some help. Amen. So let's see the pattern. Let's see the pattern here that we see in the scriptures. First of all, we see that David inquired of the Lord. Amen. When he when they when they when they realized what had happened. Amen. And 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 they were they were full of grief. The Bible says that they wept until there was no more strength in them to weep. David and his mighty, his mighty men of valor, all 600 of them lifted up their voices and they cried because, now mind you, they've been going raiding in other places, but now it has happened to them. Amen. All right. It has happened to them. Uh, it kind of it lets us see that, you know, sometimes things that go, that, that sometimes things will come back around to us. All right. But they, 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 they wept. They cried until there was no more strength in them. The difference in them and the Amalekites is that these are God's people. Amen. These are, this is David, the anointed king of Israel, who's not yet ascended to the throne. Amen. There are some things happening in the story uh, because they've been, they've been raiding in the area of the Amalekites, and now this thing has turned back around to them. And when it affects them, they begin to weep until there's no more strength in them to weep. All right? But look at this. <laughs> and even David's men wanted to stone him because they were blaming David. Now, these, these 600 men have been following David. Some of them have risked their lives for David. Amen. They're mighty men. When you read the account of the mighty men of Allah, these men have done some awesome things, some supernatural things. But here, here they're overcome with grief because their sons, their wives, their sons and their daughters have been kidnapped. Their possessions have been kidnapped, have been taken away. But, but, but David... David inquires of the Lord. David took time before he did anything else. He took time to ask the Lord what he should do. Now, when we look at this, you notice here that David does not operate out of his emotions. Amen. Yes, he's hurt. Yes, he's weeping. Yes, he's crying. Yes, he cries and there's no more strength in him to cry. But David does not operate out of his emotions. He does not respond to this out of his emotion. David is even greatly distressed because his men want to stone him, but he still does not operate out of his emotions. He takes the time, he exercises great restraint, and he takes the time, amen, to inquire of the Lord, amen. He maintains control here and takes the time to inquire of the Lord. Sometimes in the church, we've operated out of our emotions. Things have happened, and we just immediately respond. Amen. Situations in the world that we don't like, we immediately respond without taking time to inquire of the Lord. Sometimes in our personal lives and circumstances that have faced us, we will respond out of our emotions only to come back and have to apologize. Amen. Because when you respond out of your emotions, amen, you tend to make emotional decisions that tend to be wrong. Amen. We tend to kind of, if you operate out of your emotions, you're, you're out of control when you're in your emotions and in your feelings. You're out of control. You have to step back and allow the Lord to speak. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 25 and 28 says, a man without control is like a city broken into and left without walls. 
When you're out of control, you don't have any protection. You just do whatever comes to your mind. David did not operate out of control. Amen. He maintained and he sought the Lord. Proverbs 29 and 11 says, A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Amen. A fool. Amen. Fool gets angry, just goes for it. Amen. But a wise man will hold back because we understand that we need to seek the Lord. We need to seek the Lord. Not only did David... Not only did David not operate out of his emotions, out of his emotions, David does not operate in presumption. Amen. Presumption is defined as behavior perceived as arrogant, disrespectful, and transgressing the limits of what is permitted or appropriate. Amen. Amen. Presumption would have been, God, I'm going after these people without inquiring of the Lord. Presumption would have been because I am God's child, because I am the anointed king of Israel, even though I'm not ascended to the throne, God is with me. We've seen examples in Scripture, even with Saul, when he was waiting on Samuel to come, amen, to, to, to inquire of the Lord, to offer the sacrifice. Saul, Samuel is delayed. Saul gets tired of waiting and offers up the sacrifice. Presumption. Presumption. Amen. David does not operate in presumption. Amen. David does not go presuming that the Lord would be with him. David inquired of the Lord. David had the wisdom to inquire of the Lord. Saints said, we're going to recover those things that the devil has taken from us. Don't presume anything about what the Lord wants to or what the Lord will do. Take time and require and inquire of the Lord. David, David asked the Lord, David asked the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Shall I overtake them? Two important questions. Because you can go after them, but you can fail. You won't overtake them. David wanted to know, shall I go? Do I have your permission to go? And if I go, will I overtake them? That's all David asked, and we know the answer God gave him. But the point of it is, is that David inquired of the Lord, didn't operate in his emotions, didn't operate in presumption, took the time, amen, to, to ask the Lord for his permission and his direction. The second thing that I noticed, the second thing that I noticed in the scripture is that David realized, uh, David recognized his responsibility in this matter. Not just that, that the, the, the Amalekites had come in and had, had kidnapped uh, uh, their blessings, glory to God, but David realized his responsibility in the fight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And, and, and as I thought about that, the Lord showed me that it is our responsibility to go after what's ours. All right? It's our responsibility. Saints of God, we've got to hear this. Amen? We've got, to, we've got to take the responsibility to go after what's ours. You know, one of the things we've been doing with studying theology is trying to help establish sound doctrine 
Amen. At least in, in this body of believers. Amen. We recognize what has happened down through the years. Amen. With, with, with sound doctrine not being taught in the church. With unsound theology. Amen. Being, being propagated in the ministry. So now we realize it's our responsibility. I realize that as a pastor, it's my responsibility to set up the situations and to, and, 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 and to raise up sons and daughters who will understand this responsibility and preach and teach sound doctrine. As wonderful as it is to tickle people's ears, amen, that's not what God has called us to do. Amen. As easy as it is to come up with gimmicks and tricks and schemes, amen, I can get a prayer cloth and I can pray over it. I can go to Israel and get some water, glory to God, and bring it back and sell it, amen, and tell people this came from Israel and, and get money from what I do. But that's not the will of Almighty God. The will of the Lord is that we teach sound doctrine in the church. It's our responsibility, and it's our responsibility to go after what's ours. Are you listening? David asked the Lord, shall I go? Now, of course, when David shall I, it says, shall I go, David was including his men or because they were going to go with him. Even though they thought about stoning him, they realized who David was. They were going to stand with him. Let me tell you something. This was no small undertaking for David. All right? This was an army that David and his 600 men would be pursuing. This was an entire army. David only had 600 men, okay? David couldn't go to the Philistines for help because if you know the story, the Philistine princes had already told the king, we don't want David going with us. They were going to, to, to raid Judah, amen? They didn't want David going. He couldn't go to them, all right? David couldn't even go to, to, to his own people because he was on the run from Saul, so David realized that it was just him, his 600 men, and God, all right? So he had a major decision to make, and only God could help him. It was no small undertaking. Saints, there are times in our lives that we face insurmountable odds in the natural. When you look at things from a natural perspective, you say, how, God? How am I going to do this? How is this going to take place? The doctor tells you that you have an incurable disease. Amen. The doctor said you have six months to live. It seems to you insurmountable. Hmm. Lord have mercy. The times that we seem small in the face of our enemy, but like David did, we got to realize that we serve the Most High God. We got to understand that we serve the God of heaven and earth. We got to understand we serve the God who is able to do what no other power in this world can do. All right? So it does not matter, <laughs> glory to God, if, 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 the, if the enemy seems to have more than we have or more than what's on us. That doesn't matter. We serve the most high God. Serve the most high God. Now notice. Notice this about responsibility. David does not ask God to defeat the enemy and restore to them their wives, their children, and their possessions. David did not ask God to do the work for them. You know how we pray. Lord, go to the hospital. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. Lord, do. David didn't ask God to do it. David asked the Lord, shall I go? David was taking responsibility 
for the battle. Amen. Shall I go? And when he got the word from the Lord, verse 9 says, and it doesn't say it like this in the NIV, but verse 9 says that David went. Hallelujah. So, so, so David went. Here it says, David and the 600 men with him came to the, to the Bersoa ravine. Well, for them to come to it, they had to go. They got up and they went. Glory to God. Verse 10 says, for 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine, but David and 400 men continued the pursuit. They went. Amen. Verse 17 says, David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day. So they fought for a long time. He fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day. So David knew it was his responsibility to engage in the battle. Amen. And David wasn't afraid. I want you to note that. David was not afraid of the battle. David was a warrior. Are you listening? Amen. David knew how to fight. You got to remember David's past. As a shepherd, he had protected his sheep. One time he killed a lion with his bare hands. Another time he killed a bear. Then once he even fought Goliath and killed Goliath. David was a warrior. He was not afraid of a battle. He knew how to fight. Saints, as, I was, as, I, as the Lord was speaking to me, God said, you can't be afraid of the battle. You can't be afraid of a battle. Amen? Respect the battle, but don't fear the battle. Hallelujah. How many of you, glory to God. Amen. Let me back up. I'm about to jump down. Amen. The Bible says in, 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 in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God did not give us a spirit of fear. God gave us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. So, 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 so the spirit that we have is not a spirit of fear. The spirit of God who lives in us is a spirit of power. It's the spirit of love, and it's the spirit of a sound man. David operated out of his soundness. Amen. His soundness said, don't be afraid of the battle. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We cannot be afraid of the battle. If we're going to recover what the devil has stolen, we must fight. Amen. We got to stand against the enemy, and we got to fight the enemy. We got to remember, glory to God, hallelujah, yes, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 2 Corinthians uh, 10 and 4, glory to God, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are divinely empowered for the pulling down of strongholds. Glory to God. Amen. Saints, we've got to fight. It's our responsibility to fight. You got a war for your husband. You got a war for your wife. You got a war for your children. You got a war for your blessings. You got a war for your ability to reproduce for generations. Don't let the devil steal your seed and keep it. Fight. Glory to God. Don't abdicate your responsibility. Yes, it's tedious. Glory to God. Yes, it's taxing, but it's our responsibility. This is what the Lord showed me. The Lord said, listen, before you were saved, you fought for what you thought was yours. How many of you fought over a girlfriend or a boyfriend when you were in high school? And sometimes after high school, fought 
How many of you fought for your sisters and your brothers? I remember being in high school for my older sisters and brothers. I was willing to fight. If somebody messed with them, I was ready to go to, to battle for them. I might have been smaller than that person that was messing with them, but I was ready to fight for my sisters and my brothers. Glory to God. Thank God he delivered me from that kind of a, uh, you know, carnal spirit. But what God is saying to us is that we weren't afraid of the battle then. All right? So what makes us afraid now? Hmm. We got to fight. We got to fight. We got to fight. And the thing about it is, is that our enemy has already been defeated. Listen now. <laughs> we got to hear this. Yes, we're still going through the battles, but who does the victory belong to? Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 says that Christ has disarmed the powers and the authorities. He's made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them on, by the cross. So Jesus has already triumphed over the enemy. We're going through the skirmishes, but what? The victory belongs to us. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Glory to God. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Fight him. Fight him. You have the responsibility to go after what's yours. You have the responsibility to go after what belongs to you. You got the responsibility to fight for it. Remember, what the devil took is not his. It's yours. It's yours. And going after it means that you got to fight for it. In the naming and claiming era, era the saints were depowered. Just name it and claim it. Don't fast, don't pray, don't stand up and fight. Just name it and claim it. It's yours. You know, it's yours for the asking. Oh, God. Ooh. These songs that resonated, these songs that, that, that they appealed to us because they resonated to a lazy spirit and a reluctance to stand against the devil. But they made our faith impotent. And impotent faith is useless faith. Genuine faith is active. Genuine faith is alive. Genuine faith moves mountains. God says to us today, we have, the, we have responsibility in this battle. We can't look to God to do it all for us. We got to engage in the battle. Lastly, don't worry about how many are in the enemy's army. Kind of touched on that just a few minutes ago. Don't worry about how many are in the enemy's army. Go as the Lord commands, and the Lord will be with you. That's the importance of inquiring of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. Amen? That is the key. Glory to God. Amen? If God says go, then God is going to be with you, and you're going to be victorious. David knew that if God said go, that God was going to go with him. I said, David knew that if God said go, that God was going to be with him. Now, mind you, David only had 600 men, all right? 200 of them were too tired to go past the brook of Basor, the ravine of Basor. So they stayed there. So only 400 men went after this army went after this raiding party, 400 against we don't know how many. But God had said, go, and you shall, without fail, recover all. So with 400 men, David went. 400 men. 
Amen. When I was, uh, the Lord reminded me of, of Elisha, uh, what he when he was speaking against the the king of Syria and everything everything the king tried to do, uh, it was revealed to to, uh, to the Israelites, to the Hebrews, and and the king wanted to know who in his army was was was, was a spy, and one of his men came and said, no, "It's not anybody in your army. It's it's the prophet. It's Elijah." Amen. What you speak in your bedroom, God reveals to him. And so the king sent, the, sent his whole army, amen, down to Dothan to capture Elisha. Elisha's servant got up the next morning and looked out, and he saw the Syrian army surrounding the city, and he was afraid. But it, it's in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 14 through 17. Amen. And, 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 and Elijah says, servant said, alas, master, what shall we do? Elijah said, don't worry. Elijah said, don't, don't be afraid. He said, for those that are with us are more than they that are with them. Saints, when it seems like that we're surrounded, when it seems like that there are more on the other side than there, than there are with us, when it seems like the devil has a host against us, don't worry, for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Greater, amen, First, First John 1 and 5 says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We serve the greater one. We serve the almighty God. We serve the most high God. Those that are with us, Glory to God. A more than they that are with them. Every time I think about that, I think about the fact that when Satan was kicked out of heaven, he only took one-third of the angels with him. That left two-thirds in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Saints of God, the truth of the matter is, you and God are more than the devil and all of his demons. So don't be afraid. When you go, you have divine assurance for God's presence and God's success if God gives it in your mission. Paul said it like this in Romans 8 and 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? All you need is God's assurance and God's presence. If you have his assurance, you have his presence. Saints, in this battle for what belongs to us, we just need God's affirmative answer. And I hear the Lord say, it's recovery time. It's recovery time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God said to David, go, and you shall without fail recover all. Yeah, you shall without fail recover all. And that's all that David needed. David went out and David fought. David fought. In verse 18 says, David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken. Glory to God. Amen. David recovered everything that the Amalekites had taken. Amen. Including his two wives. Nothing was missing. Young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else that had been taken, David brought back everything. I believe that we're in a day and a time where we're experiencing recovery in the body of Christ. Glory to God. God's going to allow us to bring back everything, but we got to fight for it, saints. We've got to fight for it. Amen. This is recovery time for those of us that will engage in the battle. Amen. Recovery in our homes, recovery in our finances, recovery, amen, in our lives. You will never experience victory until you engage in the battle. You'll never see the hand of God at work until 
until you engage in the battle. You'll never see the enemy's plans and efforts thwarted until you engage in the battle. You'll never see the devil defeated in your life until you engage in the battle. This is recovery time, but we've got to engage in the battle. It's time out for standing on the sidelines saying, God, what do you want me to do? God will tell you what you what he wants you to do, but you've got to do what David did and take the responsibility and go. When you engage in the battle, God will show up. Amen. When you take the step of faith, God will show up. Amen. When you do what God says do, God will show up and God will give you victory. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Saints, it's recovery time. Saints, it's recovery time. Hallelujah. Time to recover. That's what God has given to bring fulfillment in our lives. Time to recover the seed God gave to us. You got to fight. You got to fight. Stop agreeing with wrong. Agree with right. Stop agreeing, hallelujah, with the world's philosophy and agree with God. Fight. Fight so we can recover all. God bless you. Thank God for the word today. Amen. Thank God for the word today. It's recovery time. Go after what the devil has stolen. Don't let him take anything else. No. Don't let him take anything else. When your children come home with all kind of crazy philosophies, go to war right then. Yeah. When the world tries to, stick, to get in your child's mind, go to war right then. You've already been preparing. You've already been speaking the word of faith, the word of truth. Now it's time to fight. Don't let the devil have what doesn't belong to him. Right, it's time for us to stand up for the faith. It's time for us to reclaim sound doctrine in the church, teach sound doctrine in the church. It's time for us to raise up an army, soldiers, for the cause of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's recovery time. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void. It will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. God, have your way. Have your way. Right now, we claim that soul. We claim that person that's on the fence, the person that's in a spot of indecision about giving their lives to you. We claim them now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus right now. And say that we command you in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ to take your hands off of that person's mind. Take your hands, release your influence. The blood of Jesus is against you right now. Release that soul, release that individual. We claim them for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God for you tuning in this morning. Thank you for listening. I pray that the spirit of the Lord has ministered to you. And if you are, if you, if you, if you are, in that place, I just finished praying about. The Lord is drawing you to him. Because nobody can come to the Lord 
except the Lord draws him. Holy Spirit is drawing you to the Lord. Make that decision. Pray the prayer of faith. Receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. And write to us and let us know about your decision. Don't just make the decision and stay out there because if you just make the decision and you stay out there, two things will happen. Either you are not serious or you're putting yourself, and you're putting yourself in jeopardy of, of Satan coming and snatching this word away from you. And you've been worse off than you were in the first place. So if you want to receive Jesus today as your Savior and your Lord, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I'm standing in agreement with you as I pray this prayer on your decision to receive Jesus. Simple prayer. A simple prayer. Salvation is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a decision of your will. Nobody can force you. Nobody can force you. So if you want to be saved today, it's your decision. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. You shed your blood, taking the punishment that I deserved for my sins. You died in my place. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. I submit my life to you. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I receive you now. I accept your sacrifice. I accept you. Accept in me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. According to your word, by my faith, I am saved. I claim my salvation now. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground, in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, 
go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.